Welcome to the Competitive 40K Podcast, brought to you by Vanguard Tactics. It's our mission to help you play, progress, and perform at this incredible game of Warhammer 40K, keeping sportsmanship and fair play at its absolute core. I'm your host, Alfarius. I'm joined once again by my good friend and 40K mentor. He's one of the coaches of Vanguard Tactics. He is also Alfarius. Alfarius, how's it going? Uh, thank you, Alfarius. Um, good. How Hydra. Um, different universe, but that's okay. Uh, this this okay. one's going to be really interesting. Um, really, really interesting. But maybe we just shouldn't tell anybody. Keep we it secret. We're, yes, we're, we, are, we are the secretive organization on this one, and so we are going to let everybody just listen and figure out um, slowly, delicately, almost sensually, what we're talking about today. If, if it sounds like we're in, in your ears, we're right next to you. That's right. It's probably because we are. We're actually in the backseat of your car right now because we are the Alpha Legion. But first, the Alpha Legion must acknowledge the sponsors of this uh, podcast <laughs> and our ridiculousness. Uh, thank you, Siege Studios. If you need anything commission painted, uh, look no further than Siege Studios. They have multiple levels, uh, tiers of uh, quality painting from you know minimally battle ready, but still awesome, all the way up to uh, Golden Demon standard. So uh, look no further. You know, look them up on the internet. Check them out on Instagram. Uh, also, if you want to improve your painting skills, they do offer classes, workshops, and online one to one tutoring. So uh, through their discord. So you should uh, definitely check out siege studios and thank you again, siege for sponsoring uh, this podcast. Uh, as for VT announcements, um, I already know the answer to this one because we just recorded another episode, not five minutes ago. Uh, so the Academy is in the middle of week seven. The, the next Academy session will start sometime in November. Uh, so guys, keep an eye out. We will obviously keep you updated when early registration starts for the next class. If you're, if you haven't already been a member or signed up, uh, the uh, please check out the competitive 40k podcast uh, community Facebook page. The password right now is Fabius Bile, but I think starting uh, in September we're going to change that. Steve and I are going to get start getting creative, so uh, maybe the password will be Alfarius. We don't know, but for now the password is going to be Fabius Bile. So please go on there, check us out, leave us some uh, rules lawyer questions uh, or uh, any positive feedback or you know constructive criticism. We're always open to it, whether you like the American guy or not. Uh, please leave us uh, your feedback and let us know how we can, uh, you know, keep this podcast going and, and make it uh, informative and useful for all of you guys out there. Uh, and then uh, we've got a couple of events coming up. Um, Steve's going to be at the Herefordshire GT. And Mike, you're going to be at another event coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the Unconquerable um, Invitational event uh, run by the Warhammer Tournaments guys that run uh, some of the majors and super majors here in the UK, including LGT, which, of course, I'll probably mentioned in a minute. Um, so the Unconquerable, uh, if you go undefeated at one of their big events, um, you get invited to this special uh, special event. Um, myself, BT Kyle, uh, and Dom uh, are all going, um, and we'll probably do something um, either on Insta or, or somewhere, record something where we talk about how we're planning to approach the, the session, because it's filled with, obviously, some of the best players in the UK. So it's going to be very, very interesting, and maybe we'll have to infiltrate a little to uh, to work out what our targets are absolutely i think that uh, and maybe when after you guys have, have infiltrated and subverted uh the unconquerable gt i think maybe we need to do an episode with uh uh you and um the other alfariuses who are going to that event and we can do a round table and talk about how you guys did and and what it was like going against uh you know the other invitational uh competitors to that event because i think that'll be a that'll be a solid episode for yeah, us to do, absolutely so we should definitely schedule that one but for now we have got to get through the last of these 
Space Marine Legions, these Chaos Legions, because frankly, I'm getting tired of listening to myself talk about Chaos Legions. I don't <laughs> play Chaos. I don't play Chaos Space Marines. I never have. Um, I do. I did always kind of had some interest in Iron Warriors, but as you know, you know, I like my fortifications and siege mm. combat. But um, that's another episode. We're not talking about the day. Uh, oh, also, before I forget and move on um, with my squirrel brain. Um, the LGT is coming up. The London Grand Tournament is coming up at the end of September. If you um, are going, if you are going to be in the general London area, or if you just feel like, um, you know, commuting, uh, taking the train or whatever to get into London for that uh, event, uh, you should definitely check out the workshop. Vanguard Tactics is going to do another uh, training workshop the night before the tournament starts. Uh, you get to see the LGT uh, terrain. So it gives you a little bit of an insight into what you're dealing with the next day if you're going to be competing. Uh, or if you just want to learn about 40k or, or or you know just get your bring your army in and and just get a little bit of extra hands-on practice hands-on coaching uh pretty much the entire vanguard tactics coaching staff will be there uh except for matt laura and nick kiever since they're over here in the u.s with me uh so um yeah most pretty much the entire staff will be there so you guys that'll be a, a great chance to get in there it'll be absolutely worth uh you will get your money's worth and then some by being able to talk to all these uh, faction experts and uh, masters of the game. So you should definitely sign up for the, for the workshop. It is worth it. Uh, and then um, we are, we're going to talk again about um, the harder and Steenbeck charity program, uh, the charity event that is going on right now, harder and Steenbeck uh, partnered with Vanguard tactics and they have made, they have come out with a custom Vanguard tactics labeled airbrush. It is one of their uh, top-end uh, model airbrushes. It looks beautiful. I am hoping to get a get my hands on one sometime soon. Uh, it will take your airbrushing up another couple of notches by using this beautiful device. And it's also for a good cause because the, the money uh, spent buying this uh, airbrush will go towards uh, a children's cancer hospital in Ukraine. Um, yes, I said Ukraine. No, this has nothing to do with the Russia, with the war or the invasion uh, by Russia. This is just a charity. So, put your politics aside. This has nothing to do with any of that. This is for the charity of raising money for a children's hospital to treat children with cancer. So, you should look into if you if you want a new airbrush, if you want to support a good charity, uh, either of those are good causes, uh, good reasons to to look into buying one of these um, charity airbrushes that they're doing. So, and remember, Hardy Steenbeck, they make the best airbrushes on the planet and so you should definitely if you are an airbrush uh person you should definitely look into getting one it will make it should take your airbrushing up like i said a couple levels so with all that please ladies and gentlemen if you like listening to me waffle on about all this stuff uh and if you don't hate the american guy or even if you do please like share subscribe leave us a uh, five-star review or a three-star review whatever you uh you know whatever suits your fancy when you're uh, listening to us please leave us a review you can find our podcast on uh Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those things that I'm working to try to get us on Amazon too. So, uh, but obviously, you, if you're hearing this, you've already heard us. Please leave us a review wherever you're at, and uh, please don't hesitate to look us up on social media. You can find Mike on Instagram at, at vt underscore mike underscore, and you can find me on Instagram at, at infantry lawyer. Uh, don't forget to go to Vanguard Tactics website www.vanguardtactics.com, and for all the information about the academy. And don't forget to go to YouTube and check out all uh, the good content on there, including the uh, segment that Mike and Steve just did, excuse me, that Alfarius and Alfarius just did, uh, covering, going through and ranking, uh, tier listing all of the different Chaos Space Marine factions 
it's it's definitely worth a um, it's worth a watch. So, with all that, we still don't have any uh, new questions for Rules Lawyer, unfortunately, this week. Uh, so I'm just going to start coming up with questions in the future. But for now, we have to get on with our infiltration. Mike, Alfarius, let's talk about the Legion trade. Masters of duplicity. Oh, okay. <laughs> Masters um, of duplicity. Go for it. Yeah. So uh, each time a range attack targets a unit with this trait, if the attack is more than 12 inches away, subtract one from that attack's hit roll. Um, if the Alpha Legion, so the, the model with this trait, has 10 or more wounds on its wounds characteristics, on its profile, um, it's more than 18 inches away that you get minus one to hit. Um, so kind of like a Raven Guard light sort of situation going on. Yep. Second half, um, they can fall back in charge. Very nice. And they can fall back in action. Which is especially nice. Especially nice, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. That's the trait. All right. Um, so fall back, action, and uh, then be prepared to receive a charge or something. So, yeah, sounds good. It, it, uh, I haven't played against it or played with it yet, but on paper it looks good. I, I'm always skeptical about minus one to hit, whether or not it's really that pivotal, but uh, certainly against Tau it is, since we all hit on fours, mm-hmm. but you know, mm. everybody else. It, I don't it's know so good. Much. It seems a little bit counterintuitive, though, doesn't it? Because fallback and charge means you want to kind of be up there charging. Right. Um, but then being more than 12 inches away, obviously, not in combat. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly sort of a, the first bullet point is for the first couple rounds of the game and the second bullet mm-hmm. point is for the latter half of the yeah. game. So, all right. Uh, what about the secondary objective? Infiltrate and subvert. Right. Well, um, if you select this objective, Alpha Legion infantry units can perform the following action. Subvert. One Alpha Legion unit, one Alpha Legion infantry unit, excluding characters from your army, could start to perform this action at the end of the movement phase if it's wholly within six inches of your opponent's deployment zone. All right, wholly within six, six inches of the opponent's deployment zone. Reasonably hard to do there. Um, it's completed at the end of the next command phase, so you've got to survive that turn. Um, and provided they're still wholly within. Um, six of the opponent's points. So if they didn't move um, out of that, basically. If it's completed, you roll a d6. Um, uh, if it's completed and uh, the action's in range of an objective marker, roll a d6 to see if that marker has been subverted. If the unit that did the action is a cultist unit, then it's subverted on a 5. Otherwise, it's subverted on a 3. Um, if it's been subverted uh, in um, uh, inverted commas, uh, then the enemy can never control that objective marker and they can never perform actions while they're in range of um, that objective marker. Each time you complete the action, you score three victory points, um, but you score four if you did it while you were wholly within your opponent's deployment zone. So let's sum this up real easy. Uh, It's quite a long old paragraph. Um, Alpha Legion Infantry can do an action whilst they're within... uh, six inches, hold it within six inches of the enemy deployment zone. All right. Um, it's finished at the end of the next command phase. And then if you're within range of an objective marker, which you don't have to be, uh, you roll a dice and there's the potential for that objective marker to never be controlled by your opponent ever again. And for them to never be able to do actions on that objective marker either. So yeah, you've got a couple of options here. You could simply do it not on an objective marker, like in a corner or something. Um, or you could do it on an objective marker for the big bucks, because obviously stopping someone controlling an objective marker for the rest of the game is pretty strong. Yeah. But 
it is very hard to do. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and this is in the same, this is in shadow operations. So this is in the same category as, um, raise banners and R and D. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is choose one of those instead. Probably. Let's be real. There's a lot to keep track of here. You don't yeah. want to have to get into your enemy's deployment zone. Um, just R and D or something. And it's only three points as well. Bit disappointed that it's only three points for doing it. Yeah. Um, it should be four at least. Uh, and then five if you, you do it uh, wholly in their deployment zone. Hey ho. Uh, I guess the good thing is you can fall back in action. So. And, and it's it's weird because you have to be with it wholly within six inches of your opponent's deployment zone. So that means that the objective marker you're going to do this on has to be at least somewhat within six inches of your opponent's deployment zone. Well, you don't have to do it on an objective marker. Right. But I mean, if you uh, want yeah. to do it on the objective marker, yeah. you have to do it on an objective marker that is close to your opponent's deployment zone, which That's right. yeah. makes it, I mean, cause that, that to me is the best part is if you could real quick get in there and sabotage mm-hmm. an objective marker. And now I've just shut off one of your primaries for the rest of the game. That yeah. that's great. But I mean, I don't know. It just seems overly complicated. It, it yeah. sounds like it's one of the things that, you know, when I was in the army, we used to say it briefs well, which is another way of saying it sounds mm-hmm. good, but, uh, it's not going to happen. So I do have an idea for a unit that could probably do it for you. Um, but uh, for me, they're probably an Alpha Legion unit you're probably looking at taking anyway. Uh, but we'll cover that later. Okay, we'll get to that later. So uh, for now, we're going to put a put a pin in that uh, secondary and say probably mm-hmm. not, but there's probably better choices for you. But um, let's talk some Warlord traits. I All am right. Alpharius. That's the name of the strap, or the, the Warlord trait, by the way. It's not just me saying that again. But I'm Alpharius. You are. I always imagine that Spider-Man pointing yeah. image. Yeah, when it comes to Alpha. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, after nominating this model to be a Warlord, randomly determine one additional Warlord trait for them uh, from a table of your choice. So you could roll either the main codex table or the um, Alpha Legion table. Um, so you get a random trait. Now, okay. if they're destroyed, um, you immediately pick a different Alpha Legion character and you pick their warlord trait. So uh, if you're destroyed, you basically count this other character as the new warlord, and you pick a trait for them. It's interesting, um, and uh, I should add also that if you know they get points for killing the warlord, they don't count as the warlord until the other guy's dead. Uh, right. Or like the I forget which which uh, mission it is where you don't get any CP if your warlord's not on the table. Mm. So you'd that's, still get even with one. this second warlord, you'd still get your CP. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it's yeah. it's it's fluffy. It is definitely in. I mean, it the way it works, it definitely mm. you know briefs well, like it is within the um the the concepts and the themes of Alpha Legion. Yeah, I should add, you can't pick this trait for the guy that you've just promoted, um, or you can't right. just keep cycling this. Or trait basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame because you're paying a CP essentially for a random warlord trait. Um, and then in this situation where they die, um, you get a trait on someone else. Um, yeah, yeah, it's almost like you, you would intentionally do this on a lesser character that you're expecting to die, have mm-hmm. him act as your warlord, and then yeah. have the guy that you're going to pick the warlord trait for mm. ready to go to, to basically step up. Yeah. This is, uh, 
He's your he, the, so the first guy with this world of trade is he's your life model decoy. He's gonna he's gonna go out there and do what he can with his random warlord trait, and then when if when he gets whacked, your real warlord's gonna step up. So mm. again, it it works really well into um the theme of the army, but you're talking about some like level five brain power to how you're gonna build this into your strategy. Yeah. So all right, mm. next one, clandestine. Yep, clandestine. Um, so. Each time an attack is made against this warlord, an unmodified hit roll of 1 to 3 for that attack fails, irrespective of any abilities that the weapon or the model making the attack may have. So uh, what we call in the business trans-hitman. Yep. Um, so you can only hit them on a 4 or more. And each time an attack is allocated to the warlord while they're receiving the benefits of cover, add an additional 1 to any armor saving throw made against that attack. Um, okay, pretty cool. Um, that does yep. include dense. So yep. if they're benefiting from dense, um, note their trait is not dense. Um, it's not benefits of cover or anything. It's just a minus one to hit. So if you've got, I don't know, a Terminator in terrain, they get plus two to their save. Um, and you can't hit them on a four. Sorry, you can't hit them on a one, two, or three. It, it's not bad. Um, and I think the trans hitman in combat, very strong. Yes. Yeah, because it's any time an attack is made, so shooting or combat. Uh, that was a good good call. I didn't pick that up. So. Um, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's as far as Warlord Trace to make somebody survivable, this is at the top mm. of the list, probably. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Headhunter. Okay. Each time you select a target for an attack made with a ranged weapon by this Warlord, if it's a rapid fire or pistol weapon, you can ignore Lookout Sir. You can reroll the attack's wound roll, and on an unmodified wound roll of six, the target suffers one mortal wound in addition to any normal damage. Um, cool. Very situational. Finally, Adam Camilleri can relax. There is a purpose for relic pistols now. We can all go home. Yep. Um, the, the problem is that there isn't really a shooty chaos character. Uh, right. That was going to be my question. I'm like, I don't remember. I mean, I've, I've read through the book a couple of times, but hmm. I don't. What, what are you going to do this with? A, a combi melter? Like, so, okay. Probably a Terminator captain um I right. mean, the best thing that it partners up with is a relic pistol um so there's the warps malice is a pistol um and it does uh, unmodified hit roll of six is two more wounds so you know you could potentially dish out six more wounds if you roll well yes pistol. and and are you and are you really going to spend your relic slot and your you're, you're starting two cp for one for this headhunter and one for this relic pistol are you gonna invest in all that for that? No, no, no. I no. yeah. This is this is. I mean, again, look out. Ignoring lookouts are always sounds scary, but there is other than the hair specs, there is nothing in the game that ignores lookouts are that I'm like, God, I'm really scared of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the there's a, the Eldari character sniper guy who's kind of scary, but yeah, you got like admec horses and stuff. Um, yeah. But- but yeah, with volume of fire, but even then they don't, they're not doing a massive amount of damage. So yeah, I think this is a pass. Mm. All right. Next one. Master of diversion. Uh, okay. This one's pretty good. Um, so after both sides are deployed in the resolve pre-battle ability step, um, you select up to three alpha legion units. You can redeploy them. So you set them up again. Um, and you could even put them into strategic reserve without spending command points. Um, this one, you're probably looking at taking, I think. Oh yeah, 
Uh, the ability to put things into strategic reserves without CP. Very strong post-Nephilim. Yes. I'm a huge fan of it with with uh, Exemplar of the Carry-On. Yeah. And so. obviously a redeploy is, is, is this as well. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, this is this one's a... Uh, this, this is probably the best one so far. Uh, mm-hmm. Next to Clandestine, if you want somebody nearly unkillable. Yep. Master Diversion, I think, is the most overall useful one we've gotten to so far. What's next? Cult Leader. Yep. So in your command phase, you can select one friendly Alpha Legion Cultists unit within nine inches of this Warlord. Till the start of your next command phase, each time modeling that unit makes an attack, plus one to hit, uh, and improve the AP uh, by one. So that's melee or ranged uh, cultist unit within nine, plus one to hit, and plus one AP. Are we using lots of cultists? I'm going to talk about a potential build you could do here, because I think there's some silly things you can do with cultists. Uh, okay. With Alpha Legion. Um, and another interesting thing to, thing to note is that the Dark Commune as the cultist keyword. That's uh, true. So you could potentially give this to the Dark Commune and he could buff himself to be plus one to hit and an extra AP. Um, not awful, but I can see one place where you'd probably definitely give this to, uh, to someone. Okay. Uh, and then last one, Covert Control. Cool. This is probably your, your second auto-take. Uh, in your command phase, you select one friendly Alpha Legion core unit within six to the start of your next command phase. Uh, they can shoot an action, they gain objective secured, um, and they count as additional model if they are um, already objective secured. Um, it is core locked only, um, so it won't affect cultists or any demon kin or vehicle, etc. Right. But so far, Master Diversion and Covert Control, those are almost yes. auto-takes. Yeah. If you're playing Alpha Legion, you might want to get Cult Leader for a third Warlord trade if you really want to do some weird if shenanigans. You want to do some silly stuff. Yeah. yeah, or if you want to stick Clandestine on a... Um, I guess you could stick Clandestine on a, on a Demon Prince or something, but... Yeah, Demon Prince, Lord of Scorn, that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, a, Lord, a Disco Lord, yeah. But, alright. There's 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 definitely some next-level brain power that's going to have to go into playing Alpha Legion. It is not the, mm-hmm. you know... It's not the brute force. It's not brute force, charge forward, smash face no. um, faction. So, uh, all right, let's do relics. All right. Blade of the Hydra. So, this is a chainsword. Uh, it's plus one strength, minus two AP, one damage. But you make D3 plus three additional attacks with the weapon. If there are six or more enemy models within three, then you make six additional attacks with the weapon. Okay. Um, I mean,. Uh, to be honest, the rest of your army is pretty good at killing hordes anyway. Right. Why, why would you get your character to, to be good at killing hordes? Right. And this is and it's AP negative two. Yeah. Why am I spending a relic to get it one something? Damage. If it was two can... damage, maybe. But... Yeah. But I mean, it's one damage, AP negative two. Like, I, all I can think is going into Thousand Suns, this is AP zero. Yeah. So, all right. Pass. Next. Drake scale plate. Right, Alpha Legion Infantry only. Uh, two plus save, and um, a wound roll of one to three fails regardless of abilities. Uh, so transhuman, essentially, you can't be wounded on anything less than a four, and uh, a two plus save. Uh, that's a pretty good relic rolled in for an infantry yeah. character. Yeah, you mix this with uh, Clandestine, and you've got a character who is very hard to shift. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but the... Demon Prince doesn't have infantry, does he? No. No. So you're probably sticking this on 
Chaos would, Lord or a Terminator Lord? Yeah, I would think you probably put this on a uh, Dark Apostle. Oh, okay. Um, get them a two-up save and a sort of trans-human. Um, because as you probably want to build into core, and I'll talk about this a bit later um, for Alpha Legion. Um, okay. It's going to be very useful for you. Okay. Uh, Hydra's Whale. This is interesting. So once per battle, after your opponent uses a stratagem, the bearer can use this relic. If it does so until the end of the battle, the CP cost um, for that stratagem is increased by one. It's basically a, an agent's effect or a um, yeah. plan generations in the making. Um, so each time they use that uh, stratagem, uh, as long as it's not a command reroll, it's going to cost an extra CP for the rest of the game. Uh, so really the first time good. somebody pops off with transhuman, yeah. it now costs you double, or it costs you an extra CP. Enjoy that for the rest of the game with your much more limited CP. Really good for combat interrupt. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, combat interrupt too. I didn't even think about that it one. It's three CP, which means they have to wait three turns if they've got no CP left. Um, yeah. They can do it uh, really strong there. I recommend if you've got an ability that makes a strat more expensive, use it on combat interrupt. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that um, one's probably worth a CP if I'm honest. Yeah, oh. I would. Yeah, I th- I think that 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 one's definitely it's not quite an auto take, but it's definitely at the top of the list. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Viper's spite. Oh, it's actually a relic pistol. Here you go, Camel. I don't know what you expected, Dave, but uh, <laughs> Alpha Legion model with a bolt pistol only. Um, there are a few of those, to be fair. Um, replaces the pistol, of course. It's range eighteen, pistol six, strength four, AP three. Damage one. Uh, I just, what's the point? If I'm honest, yeah. don't want to be too unkind. But if it was damage two, I'd be like, maybe, maybe, because um, then you're like, you know, pretty decent at potentially killing a character or something. Because AP three is not bad, but uh, damage one cuts it out completely for me. Yeah, they're like. Relic pistols, I don't know a single one in the game that it's really worth taking up your relic slot and spending yeah. a CP on it. The only it's... one I've ever seen is the Farseer's Kurnos bow thing that does more wounds, which was nuts, oh. especially with Hail of Doom. But that's probably the only example in the competitive circuit that we've ever really seen a relic pistol. Yeah. When, when Shauna, when I first started teaching her how to play the game, she insisted on taking the, the relic pistol for one of her sisters. She would like put it on the repentious mm. superior or something i'm like do you really want to do that she has since learned not to do that fair enough all right and age yeah all right now here's another fantastic uh replacement for a bolt weapon hydra's teeth yep so this in fact isn't quite a replacement um it's you can use it um with the bolt weapon so it's like a, an ammo uh, type so it makes the weapon a relic each time they're selected to shoot you can fire a hydra's teeth bolt um, they can only make one attack, but it auto-hits, it's plus two strength and damage, and it's plus two uh, AP, and they can't take invents against it. That's not bad, actually. I mean, it's not worth a relic slot. But we're basically looking at, like, what um, characters have bolt-wise is just a bolt gun. Yeah, or, or yeah, a, a combi bolt bolter. pistol. Like if there was like a mastercrafted bolter that was like damage two already, that'd be great. But right, you're basically taking all of your bolters are going to go from strength four to strength six. They're mm-hmm. going to go from AP zero to AP negative two, yeah. and they're going to go from damage one to damage three, and it's going to ignore involves. Yeah. Wah, wah. Yeah. Sadly, it's a good yeah. effort. Um, I think if they'd 
made it so you could fire all of your attacks with it, you might see it. You know, if yeah. you could fire a combi bolt with all four shots and they're all like this, you'd probably take it. Yeah. That's how all of these these special bolts are. Because the, there's a bunch of them in the Space Marine mm. Codex and some of the supplements, they've all got these specialized extra bolt like yeah. there's the there's the one that the the Death Watch have that, you know, I look at and I go, yeah. it briefs well, but no. So all right, so that's a pass. Uh, icon of the Hydra Cult. Okay. Um, Alpha Legion model only. You can give it to a cultist model. Um, they have the following ability. Icon of the Hydra Cult, Aura. While a friendly cultist unit is within six of the bearer, each time a range attack targets that unit. If the attacker's more than 12 away, the target is treated as having the benefits of dense cover against that attack. So you've got an Aura of um, six inches where you've got dense cover for your cultists. Um, as I said, there's a build here. Um, we'll talk about it. But minus one to hit all your cultists is quite nice because remember, they don't get the Alpha Legion trait. Right. So, okay. I, I'm going to trust you that there is a build here and it is way on the outskirts of competitive play that no one is aware of yet. People are sleeping on it and we'll talk about it in a minute. So, all right. Last one. Uh, last of the relics, Mind Veil. Right. Each time the bearer makes a normal move, advances... Uh, sorry, this is infantry only. Each time they make a normal move, advances or falls back, you add um, D6 to their move characteristic. Each time the bearer makes a normal move, advances, falls back, or makes a charge move, it can move horizontally through models and terrain as if they are not there. Um, it's okay. Uh, this would have been amazing on like a Lord Discordant or a Demon Prince, but it's infantry locked. Right. Um, yeah, this is, this is like the Ghost Weave cloak that in Space Marines. It's like, Great, you can stick this on a captain in Phobos armor. Great. Sensational. So that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the Drake scale plate's cool, and the Hydra Cult. <laughs> and the icon of the Hydra Cult, if you're going to do this super secret, awesome cultist build that you're going to tell us about in a minute. But yeah. other than that, the relics are all kind of meh. Um, refer back to the general access um, relics in the rest of the, in the main part of the codex. Stratagems. Right, things do get better here. Okay. Uh, All right. Things are getting better. All right. Because there's a couple here that I'm seeing three CP. That right there I, raises my eyebrows. So, All right. Conceal. Three CP, right. two CP. So, start your opponent's shooting phase. You select an Alpha Legion infantry unit. That's the only requirement. Um, and your enemy cannot shoot them. So, I'll read this as the wording is. So, each time an enemy model shoots, if that unit is not the closest eligible target, or within 12, then until that shooting phase, shooting is resolved, they cannot target that unit. So basically, you can't target the unit if you're outside of 12. If you're in 12, they have to be the closest eligible. Um, very strong against shooting armies that don't want to be close to you. <coughs> yeah. <Tau. coughs> um, How dare you, sir? Yeah, so if it's power rating 10 or more, it costs 3 CP, otherwise it costs 2 CP. Now, there is a stratagem in the main book, um, for Nurgle, which is very, very similar, um, but it's based on keywords uh, for the increase in CP cost, and it's Nurgle locked. Yeah, um, okay. I do like this stratagem personally um, because making a unit untargetable can be very uh, strong. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. I actually um, have just added into my list for my next uh, event in a couple of weeks. Um, I've added in a uh, a Tau sniper. Just because 
He's not going to do anything for me. He, he's going to sit on a backfield objective for 70 points and you can't target him. Yep. And he's just going to sit there and I'm, and I'm thinking about giving him the, the relic that gives him the 12 inch, no deep strike bubble too, just to make him that much more obnoxious. Yeah. I like it. So yeah, those sorts of things they are for on, especially on cheap units, they're, they're not to be underestimated. And on something like this, you know, I mean, you could drive up a rhino in the middle of the table, have the squad inside, jump out and then make the squad untargetable because the, yeah. the rhino is the closer target. So. I would say, um, to put this in perspective, because uh, it's powering 10 is the key here. So yeah. um, powering 10, you're looking at maybe a unit of five possessed or a unit of five terminated. It's the maximum you're getting out of power 10. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're probably just using the book one, which is simply, if it's a normal infantry unit, it's two CP and you can't shoot them. So you could use it on 10 Marines if they're Nurgle and you can't shoot them, whereas this is locked to a low power unit. Um, it has one key function, which I'll talk about later. Because it all okay. ties together. Got it. All right. Uh, next one, Deadly Ambush, also 2CP. Uh, so first time I read this, um, and I think for the tier list, um, I actually read this incorrectly. Uh, so use this strategy at the end of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase. Select one enemy unit that was set up on the battlefield as reinforcements. Until the end of your next turn, each time an Alpha Legion model from your army uh, attacks that unit, add one to the attacks. Hit roll. Uh, so something arrives from reserve, uh, your entire army gets plus one to hit it the end of your next turn okay yeah you're you're deep striking your seraphim against me or your zephyrim mm. i'm about to make you very sad that you did that yeah so two cp is steep um, it is you probably only use this if it's like a very strong unit that's just arrived um, yeah somebody brings in a terminator brick or yeah. um or somebody uses a you know say a teleportarium stratagem and brings in a redemptor dreadnought yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Coils of Deception, 1 CP. 1 CP, uh, basically Alpha Legion core, um, fullback and shoot. Mm, They've okay. already got fullback and charge as their trait, so fullback right. and shoot is quite nice. Okay. Um, forward Operatives, also 1 CP. Yep, so this is a, a bit wordy, but essentially um, in the, it's a scout move, so like we've seen before, so pre-battle uh, abilities step, uh, 1 Alpha Legion infantry unit, make a normal move as if it were your movement phase, must end that move more than nine from enemy uh, from any enemy models. Um, you can use it twice um, if you're playing a strike force mission, um, but you can use it once per infantry unit. Um, right, and it's one CP, which is inexpensive. But remember, you're going to have to build for that. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, you got to make sure when you're in your army build, you're leaving yourself a CP so you can spend it. So maybe you uh -huh. do want to run somebody forward and jump on an objective or something. Yeah, best choice for this, I'd recommend probably Possessed um, because they're the fastest infantry unit in the book. Yeah, and it does say normal move, move, so yeah. yeah. So you can move them nine inches uh, at the start of the game, which I think is quite a good amount of pressure. What about Raptors? Um, raptor, oh, so you make a good point. Uh, yeah, so you could do it with a unit of Raptors or Talons, Warp Talons as well. Um, oh, do, do, do Warp Talons have infantry? Yeah, Warp Talons infantry as well. So, okay. Uh, actually, very, very valid point. Um, you can get one of the jump units to move 12. I just thought of uh, Possessed because it's so lethal. Yeah, um, and but, because you play Night yeah. Lords and you love your Possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your painted yeah. models. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you use one of those fast units for that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because it says normal move, so you pick something uh -huh. that's fast so you can make the most of it. Yeah, um, yeah take a big 10-man unit as well because there's no like extra cost if it's a bigger unit. Right. Uh, all right, um... Re renascent 
Mm-hmm. I've heard of nascent. I haven't heard of renascent, but okay. I'm going to have to look that one up. Renascent infiltration, one CP. Yeah, this one, um, I read this one wrong as well, first time I read it. Um, but basically, uh, start, uh, you use it in your movement phase when an Alpha Legion infantry unit um, uh, is selected to move. If it's more than six from any enemy models, um, you can put it into strategic reserves. Okay. It's nice. Um, it's good for secondaries, a bit like that Night Lords one that we talked about in the Night Lords episode. You just have to do more than six from any enemy models. And you can do this, and it's Alpha Legion infantry. Yeah. And I, I like this too because you don't, unlike some others, you don't have to be already near the table edge or something like that. You can grab a unit from the exact middle of the table as long as mm-hmm. you're not within six of an enemy unit. Yeah. Whoop. And it says in your movement phase, you could even move the unit away and then pull them off the table. Um, it says when you select them to move. So sadly, oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, got it. Got sadly, you have to catch. before they move. All right. All right. Uh, sabotaged armory, one yeah. to three CP. This one's probably Steven's favorite. Um, so in any phase... Oh, yes, I know which one this is. <laughs> <laughs> when an enemy vehicle model... model. And, and watching his eye twitch is hilarious. Yeah. When an enemy vehicle model is destroyed, if there are any Alpha Legion units from your army on the battlefield, um, well, you'd, you'd hope so, um, your opponent does not roll to see if that model explodes. It does so automatically. If that model is affected by a rule that says it never explodes, Ignore both that rule and this stratagem and roll to see if it explodes as normal. If that model has a wounds characteristic of 9 or less, it's 1 CP. If it's 10 to 19, it's 2. Otherwise, 3 CP. So uh, let's put that into perspective. Something like a Venom or a uh, Harlequin's Star Weaver. Um, that's a vehicle with 9, well, less than 9 wounds, so that would be 1 CP to explode it. A Rhino um, or most other tanks uh, would be um, 2 CP. And then uh, 20 or more wounds would be 3, so a knight would be 3 CP to auto-explode. Um, two things to uh, think about here is uh, it's only enemy models. Yeah. So you can't auto-explode your own. Um, and I'd look at what enemy models between 10 and 19 have a D6 more wound explosion. As I know of one, Dave, I think you do too. Um, <laughs> the old devilfish with its unknowable... Yep. D6 mortal wound explosion, uh, Land yes. Raiders as well. Um, I'm sure there's others that explode D6 as well. Yeah. Uh, so I got a question now uh-huh. looking at this because it says if that model is affected by a rule that says it never explodes, my Tidewall is a vehicle. Uh-huh. It has a vehicle keyword, but it doesn't have the explodes rule. Um, so I think um, it would still not be affected by this. Okay. Uh, I, think this I would think a, not. But- case, yeah. I think it has to have the explode special rule. Um, but if it has a different rule that says it doesn't explode, um, then this... Oh, like maybe if there's a stratagem or something that says it doesn't explode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, scrambled coordinates, 2CP. Right, this one's pretty good. 2CP, um, select up to two Alpha Legion core units that are on the battlefield. Um, until the end of the phase, enemy units uh, set up as reinforcements cannot arrive within 12 inches of those units. Which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. Hi, you think you're going to deep strike on me? No, you're not. I'm going to screen out a good chunk of my deployment zone. All right, that's cool. You cannot charge these units this turn, basically. Yes, unless they're in terrain. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) That's a different episode. Uh, All right, and then uh, Veiled Agenda. Right, uh, this is one of my personal favorites. Uh, In any book that it's in, uh, 1CP, you basically hide one of your secondary selections. 
um, to your from your opponent. And then as soon as you score points from it, um, you reveal um, that uh, secondary to your opponent. Okay. I love it because it's mind games, and I think they're fantastic. Um, but it is limited. Yeah, you're not going to really do that on R&D. No, because you have to do the action. And as soon as yeah. you declare you the action. You have to declare that you're doing the action. You can't quietly, I did the action, but didn't tell my opponent. No, you can't do that. Yeah, um, it's interesting with actions. Um, do you have to tell your opponent which action you're doing, or can you just say you're doing an action? I'd have to go back and read the description of actions. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether it's that relevant, to be fair. But but yeah, at that point, I think it's kind of, it'd be like, all right, you're doing an action with somebody. You're, you're standing on an objective. It's either uh, R&D or you're raising banners, a banner or some great. other thing. Yeah. All yeah, right. but um, it works best with like assassinate. Uh, yeah. It's an end game. No prisoners isn't an end game. Uh, secondary, uh, and there's a few others I'm sure of. Okay. About. Yeah, so you'd be just racking up, keeping up track of points, and and all, all of a sudden at the end, your opponent's like, "All right, so did I win? No, no, I took assassinate. Yeah, I took assassinate. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, all right, so um, let's talk about this cultist build you got going. All right. So this centers around, um, in my opinion, one of the uh, hidden gems in the book. Uh, the main reason we're not seeing it in play is because the models aren't out yet uh, as of recording. And this is the Accursed Cultists. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if you've looked at these much, Dave. I remember when they, when they came out on um, Warhammer Community, we saw the, you know, they did that big, I think it was one of their preview events. They showed the yeah. models. Yeah. Um, but I, frankly, because they haven't been released yet, I forgot that they were even in the book. Yeah, so I, I personally am not a fan of the models. Um, but uh, interesting. They, yeah, they're interesting, for sure. Um, they're, rules-wise, um, I think they're very good. Uh, so they're a troop's choice, which means you're obsec. They've got the cultist keyword, works well here. And they're infantry with alpha legion. So they're alpha legion infantry, um, which means a lot of the stratagems work on them as well. Okay. Um, you probably take a full squad of 10 mutants, which are essentially pox walkers, uh, if you're familiar with those. And then six torments, uh, which are three wounds apiece. Um, uh, they're all toughness four, three wounds apiece, and um, they've got a six up, feel no pain. Now, uh, in the command phase, you can return up to three mutants back to the unit, or you can return one torment, uh, so one of the bigger guys. That's pretty good. All right. So a couple big mobs of these could be fairly resilient. Yes. Yeah, they don't take morale either, um, unless they lose torment models, which you probably don't. Um, but yeah, these guys uh, in combat, the torments. If you're taking six of them, um, you're getting twelve d three, um, strength five, AP two, two damage attacks in combat. It's not uh, bad. That's not bad. Um, hitting on fours, uh, which is okay. Um, but yeah, strength 5, AP 2, 2 damage. Uh, pretty good. Uh, these guys are really cheap. So 75 for the smaller unit, 150 for the bigger unit. Um, and let's talk about how this build works, right? Hit me. So one of the things you're going to do with these guys, you're probably going to take that cult leader thing. So plus 1 to hit rolls and plus 1 AP. So suddenly they're hitting on 3s and their strength 5, AP 3, 2 damage. That's a pretty significant buff. Uh, yes. In their, um, in their damage output, Dark Commune um, gives them reroll ones to hit while they're within six inches. That's their aura ability. 
Um, and of course, the Dark Commune is a cultist unit, so you can buff itself, etc. Um, and then to find the Alpha Legion uh, relic. Um, so you take a bunch of these units, and then uh, while they're in this aura range um, of the Dark Commune, which can't be targeted because it's got characters in it, um, they're all minus one to hit. You can spend your 2 CP because their power level is less than 10. They can't be targeted. You can't use the main rule, but the main codex one because you can't give them a mark. But you can use the Alpha Legion one. Um, you can put them back into reserves if you need to. Um, you can pre-game move them as well. Um, yeah, there's a few few little tricks you can do with um, all of these cultists. Uh, and, of course, they're all obsec. Um, you can bring back D3 plus 3 with a 1 CP stratagem from the main book as well. Um, so they can keep coming back. Uh, and there's a lot of them. All right. So there's a lot of movement shenanigans and a lot of, and some good resilience. Yeah. It's, objective control, uh, all sorts. Yeah. It almost, uh, and, and maybe it's the models that are making me think this more than anything else, but it's almost a, a rack light version. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then I guess the other thing, that you're probably looking at um, because you, you want to work around core because a lot of these strategies are based on core units. Mm-hmm. Uh, bikers, uh, pretty big for Alpha Legion. Um, fallback and charge or fallback and action with a biker unit is pretty, pretty massive. Uh, and then you can fallback and shoot for a CP as well. Um, so you, you pack nine bikers with markers each for an extra AP on their guns and ignore the first damage. Uh, these guys are doing a lot of damage to hordes. Um, they're going to lock people in. Then they're going to disengage and charge straight back in again um the trait to make something objective secured well there's the secondary chaos space marines for the dark gods which is completed at the end of the turn if your objective secured uh, and you basically it's like rnd nephilim mm-hmm. Daya, but you get a lot more points from it right um you just have to be in the middle of the quarters so what you can do is you can send off a unit to do this secondary um and it's much easier with obviously bikes uh, compared to anything else. So, yeah, I think bikers uh, definitely looking at them. You might consider Havocs because they're core. So, you get a bunch of these strats with them. Um, and I'm, obviously, I'm a fan of possessed using that uh, scout move as well. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Alpha Legion is going to be a shenanigan based. Faction. Yeah. If you want to play this, if you want to be competitive, you you you're gonna you're gonna have to take your thinking to the next level, um, because it's not gonna be point and click like a lot of lists. So you're gonna have to make some big brain plays to really make this work. But because it's going to be one of those lesser taken factions, it is gonna be something that people are not gonna see coming. Mm-hmm. And if you can bring this to the table, and if you can work this to um, to your advantage. You could just out, you're, you, you may not, you're not going to table anybody, but you can still outscore them yeah. and really surprise the bejesus out of them. So yeah. I think I, I would love to see and play against this. It is not my style of play, but there are some big brain players out there who, frankly, like this is the kind of thing like I'm surprised Matt Laura doesn't play because he, <laughs> he likes to overthink stuff. And, and I mean, he, he massively rates the uh, accursed cultists as well. Um, yeah. I'd like to try Alpha Legion on, on, on stream at some point um, just to sort of show off what they can do. 
Yeah. Um, and I've got a lot of cultists, so maybe we'll give that a go. All right. Cool. Uh, no special characters, no other unique units. Uh, you know, I would say besides the accursed cultists and the bikers, you probably, if you're going to play Alpha Legion, you're probably going to be leaning into Raptors and Warp Talons. Yeah. Your Legionary is always good. Um, yeah. They're cool. You get a lot of buffs there. Probably taking a Dark Apostle. I've already mentioned this. Um, to buff all of your legionaries and if you are running cultists you can give out that leadership 10 um, for them right. as well uh, the dark commune um, the other buff I think it's it might only be for themselves actually let me just double check that before we wrap up I want the dark commune to actually do something <laughs> because it's it's a cool concept but yeah um, they just don't I mean all the all the models look like uh escapees from uh what was that video game series that they did it wasn't resident evil but it was like that silent hill uh, they look like they're right yeah, out of silent, silent hill. hill yeah i see that i see that absolutely um yeah there's no particular buff there um but there are psychic powers that come buff cultists and stuff so yeah um all right cool that's it yeah all right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week. We have got three more command, uh, Chaos Space Marine deep dives to do. We still got Word Bearers, Iron Warriors, and Creations of Bile still to go. Uh, Mike and I are going to try to do Iron Warriors uh, in the next few days. You should have that one coming to you quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then uh, Jake's, Jake and I got to get together to do Word Bearers, and then Steve will be back to do Creations of Bile. Uh, and then, by then, hopefully, we should have some word on getting, uh, uh, getting on to Chaos Demons. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and I uh, hope you all have a great week. Until then, this is Dave Colmel for Michael Costello saying, We are Alpharius. <laughs>